0: another episode of the making of smiling company. I am flying solo this morning because Michael and I, as you guys already know, it's hard for us to set aside a time and day for us to record with both of our busy schedules. So I knew I threw a cliffhanger out there last week. And since I already know the story, I might as well just tell you. So um, not to keep you in suspense. Um, and it was it's actually Brian's idea that I record. He's holding his cell phone to my face while I get ready in the morning before our crazy boys wake up. Brian, say hi.
1: Yeah, so you're not exactly alone right now. Um, so I, she's not solo, but different. I'm not Michael. My voice is different. Um, but I might be able to direct... Uh, Ashley a little bit better than Michael can because, you know, I think everybody's aware uh, that once Ashley starts talking, uh, she's very likely to change subjects every seven seconds. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to direct her just a little bit better uh, since we're in person. And I think of all people, I have the best chance of actually getting her to say something relevant. Maybe? Maybe. 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 All right. Did you want to give them a little bit about that cliffhanger or you want to roll with something else
0: yeah so if you missed last week's episode guys I had just started talking about um, my trip to Maui with my family and I opened an email well I should have been vacationing but of course you know you can't you can't completely detach from the office once you're a business owner so I opened my email and it was from a casting director for a media company so I was intrigued I I get a lot of emails, um, as just as a reference, mostly people who are trying to get me to market with them, which is, yeah, that, that's another topic. Um, so I have to weed through hundreds of those emails and I'm not kidding about the hundreds. It's, it's a lot of people reaching out all the time. Um, so this one just stood out, um, because she wasn't, selling anything Uh, she basically said hi my name is so and so i represent this media company and i am the casting director and the reason why i'm following or the reason why i am reaching out to you is because i found you on social media and i quickly became obsessed her words not mine (laughs) became yeah i'm not exaggerating i know i tend to do that Um, So she just said, I'm obsessed with your presence, with your brand, with everything that you are doing with your office. And um, you may have heard of a few of our TV shows that we produce, including House Hunters International, Man Caves. uh, And then she goes down a list of very well-known TV shows. And my jaw dropped when I got to that. And, And for me to... Keep attention for an email longer than two sentences. That's very rare. Just so you know, squirrel. See, there, Brian, Brian already tells me that I need to direct myself. So in a nutshell, I emailed her back um, and I just said, hey, I'm on vacation. Let's find a time and day to connect when I'm back in the office. And, um, and we did a couple weeks ago. She invited me on a Skype conference call. And I thought it was just basically getting more information about what she was thinking, which it was. And um, so what she was thinking was she loves the fact that we are doing um, smile transformations in a very casual, casual manner. And she's seen a few of our like before and afters and, and basically she... Her idea is to have a reality a reality TV show based around Smiling Company which is nuts cuz I if if you are ever in my office I always joke like oh my gosh why don't we have a reality TV show and I would say that over and over again because so much stuff happens So much craziness happens in our office, and to even be considered for this opportunity is nuts. So anyway, so I met her on Skype, and she's giving me the lowdown of what her thoughts are. And then she says, okay, so don't be nervous, but this is actually, I'm going to record this, and I want you to just let your personality come through. I did not realize that I was freaking auditioning for this reality TV show. So, um, which is really good because if she had told me that beforehand, I probably would have freaked myself out. And you know, we, we have so many excuses for not to do something. Um, and she, she basically just asked me a ton of questions. We, we recorded for about an hour. And she asked me questions about branding, about the practice, even about the personalities in my office. And um, then we wrapped. And then she said, I am going to show this video to my entire team. And we will, we will talk about the next steps. And, um, and so currently, uh, she has reached out to every single person in my office including my husband and Brian I will bring that I will I will let you talk about your conference call yesterday as a matter of fact
1: yeah so I got pulled into this because apparently as the smiling co-husband I get to be a side character Uh, I was joking with her that I get to be the Kramer character in the office just randomly coming in and saying stupid things Um, but I sat down and had a Skype call yesterday uh, which was interesting I actually did it from Ashley's office because I'm a normal person, I don't have a webcam and a mic set up on my computer, so um, I was in Ash's office and went through the process of having this uh, interview with uh, the casting director and, you know, being filmed and kind of talking about Smile and Company and all of the things that have transpired over the past two and a half years, um, but mostly focusing on a lot of the big smile transformations um, and amazing things that are currently happening with, you know, these these very impressive cases uh, that Ashley's been doing. Uh, so, for my first time being recorded on a skype call, and uh it was very interesting um, and apparently uh I will be a part of whatever video presentation is created for this, although um yeah, just an interesting interesting kind of setup
0: so so be. Everyone in my office, guys, they are all introverts. They this when I even told them that we had um, we had this casting director reach out and she wants to learn more about us for a potential TV show. Everyone, <laughs> everyone was in shock and like super excited. And then I told them, and now they want to interview you guys. And then they were like, uh. <laughs> so their jaws dropped. They, a few of them have already had their conversations um, with this person, and um, so I'm definitely pushing my entire team outside of their comfort zone. I don't really know what's going to transpire, guys. I think that it is an incredible opportunity. I'm not holding my breath. I think it's um, I just it's just nuts. I, I think about the last two and a half years and it, if you had told me then that we would be potentially interviewing for a reality tv show i would have I would have laughed like that's just so out there all i wanted to do was just open my doors and not go bankrupt that's it and and it that is the true story like i was so fearful of doing this startup as you guys know you're in the thick of things right now you are in your first couple of months of being open or your first year, or even you're still doing your lease negotiations. Just, just think that in a couple of years, it's, it's going to get better, whatever circumstance you are currently facing, and you will be surprised at what transpires. So um, Brian just wanted me to record because I know that if we leave it, uh, if left up to our own devices, Michael and I would probably record in 2021. Um, The whole year would go by, but I I didn't want to keep you guys in suspense in case you did hear last week's episode. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the other things that's interesting, you just brought up that, you know, two and a half years ago, you just didn't want to go bankrupt. Uh, I think it's also worthwhile pointing out to everybody, on a weekly basis, we have the conversation that comes up in your mind. (laughs) Yes that you don't want to go bankrupt, right? Obviously things have worked out well over these past two and a half years. I think by most metrics um, you are a successful private practice owner at this point, Uh, (laughs) but you still have this ongoing fear.
0: This doomsday, this doomsday mentality.
1: Of of, 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 of fearing nobody's going to show up tomorrow, right? I mean, we have this conversation way, way, way too often where you're like, but what if nobody comes? I'm like bro, you're booked out three months for a new patient exam.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and um if you are watching what Smiling Company is doing, I I wanna I wanna dive deep into that because everyone thinks that if I could just get this amount of new patients or if I could get if I could hit this production per month, then I'll be good, I'll be happy. That is not the case, especially if you are a type A personality, which I know you are because you're a dentist for crying out loud um, we we hit our goal and then we don't even stop and and celebrate that the fact that we have achieved our goal like and the more you grow, the more overhead grows, and then the more you need to hire more people and with each step along the way, there's always going to be fear, and that is what Brian. Is talking about we have grown. So uh, my first year we did X amount. We have grown a hundred percent in my second year. Um, and I won't tell you numbers because I, comparison is a thief of joy. So uh, just know that I still every day worry about things not going right. It's nuts because Brian just said like we are booked out for. For three months we I, I don't think we can get a new patient seen for hygiene yet until March um, which sounds oh so fun because we're we've we've grown but that means that I have outgrown my capacity I need another hygienist and that means hiring more people and that makes me so scared because like everyone if we have a, another hygienist they are high income, um, they're high income employees. And if their schedule falls apart, it's like a pit in our stomach, right? When, when we know that we're paying them X amount per hour, and they don't have a a patient in the chair. So it, I, I know that we are doing amazing things. And it doesn't mean that I'm complete. I don't know, it, it's hard. Like, Brian always asks me what I want for the office, and what I want for the office changes every day. Every day. Every day. Like, every, I'm like, every day. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, so, whatever stage you're in, oh gosh, it, what advice would you, after, after hearing me talk every day, like, what advice would you tell them? Knowing what you know about me.
1: Would I tell them or would I tell you?
0: Okay, what would you tell me? Okay, you guys, so this, <laughs> is, this is how every conversation with Brian is. with um, it, <laughs> He yells at me all the time.
1: Like, don't yell. Yes. It's yeah, not, it's not yeah, yelling.
0: I mean, it's like, okay, so Brian's an athlete and he's used to coaches, like being kind of, um, you know. Like, direct. Direct. And I am um not a direct person, I am an emotional creature, so the conversations that we have what well, what does a what does a conversation with us look like
1: um, me asking a direct question, you avoiding it, me asking the same question again, and, and then, then me then...
0: getting frustrated <laughs> because I feel like you ask me over and over again. Let's just, let's just role play. It's not even a role play because this is really, this is really how it goes down. So we are actually recording right now in our master bathroom. I have a towel wrapped up in my hair because he, I just got out of the shower and Brian's like, we need to record. And I always tell him like, well, we don't have time. We don't have time. My, my reason, it's not even an excuse I don't have time, I'm I'm seeing patients all day long, and then on the weekends, I am with family.
1: So the two older kids are still sleeping. Yes. The baby woke up, I just fed him, put him back down. Yes. We have a window.
0: We have a window. We're here. Yes.
1: We're, we're, creating, we're creating a podcast. Welcome into our lives, guys. Saturday morning, week so and a half before Christmas. It
0: is 6.30 a.m., we started recording at 6. I just heard one of the monsters...
1: So if you hear pitter-patter, sorry. Um, so our conversation between us. Ashley, what do you want with your practice? How can I help you to get where you want to go?
0: What do you mean, what do I want?
1: I mean, you're growing. You have to have a vision of what three to five years from now looks like. What does it look like? Um, I, <laughs> this, is,
0: this, is, this is really how the conversation goes because... I will tell, I will tell Brian I, I will tell you that I want to grow. I want another location, I want um, I want another space, I want another build out with parking, with storage. And then, if he asks me the same question tomorrow, I will say, I want a very small boutique practice." I don't want another location. I don't want to hire any more people. I just want to drop insurances. So this is how schizophrenic our conversations are.
1: Oh, and don't, don't forget that occasionally you throw in the, I don't know that I necessarily even want to do that much dentistry anymore. Yeah. I just want to write a book. <laughs> <Yeah>. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a blogger and, and write a book and... <laughs>
0: Guys, I just want to blog. Like, I just want companies to send me to their hotels and send me their... Um... So not, not
1: even a dentistry or a small business blogger, <laughs> no. but a travel blogger.
0: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we've never done a travel no, blog. No. The but... only time we ever recorded ourselves was actually, remember, before uh, I proposed to you, I, I did that video no. of us in a hotel room. Uh, So, you know, 12 years ago. This is the only time we ever did a travel blog that actually never went anywhere. I just recorded it because I knew I was going to propose to you. So you want to be a travel blogger?
0: I want to be a travel blogger. Awesome. (laughs) I want to be a travel fashion food blogger. And I want everything paid for. And I want to take pretty pictures for my Instagram.
1: Awesome. The Instagram that you've posted on once a week for the past (laughs) two and a half years. Yeah.
0: So, in a nutshell... Um, when, when we say squirrel, it really is because I have... <sighs> Can you talk about my culture index? Can, like, do you guys know? So, see, this nobody, whole conversation nobody, nobody is like knows a squirrel. what culture index I am is. pulling Brian into this rabbit hole that, that my mind goes through every day. Um, so Brian... Brian works, or he's a partner in a very large private practice. They have multiple locations. He is a pain management physician. They have 70-plus employees. And um, their company just hired, What what is it called, Culture Index? Yeah,
1: so it's a consulting um, agency that is focused on... Personality profiles, and you know how to find the right people, how to you know understand the people better, and be able to put them in the right uh, positions to maximize. Uh, their success and so you know uh, i think a lot of people are familiar with the disc or the myers briggs and those uh, personality assessments uh, all have a rating uh, or an accuracy of you know roughly 0.55 to 0.65 um, which means that you can't actually use them for hiring um, maybe in some states you can but in california it has to be above 0.7 uh, to be able to call it accurate enough to be able to use in hiring um, and so culture index is a another type of assessment uh, but the uh test retest reliability is actually 0.9, which means that we actually can use it for hiring and we actually can uh, implement it into our overall processes. And so we've started working with them um, and it's been, it's been a very um, amazing thing to be able to have another tool to uh, understand people with. Uh, But we did it for Ashley. And so that's the reason why she brought it up. Uh, And the way that this looks at is, is there's kind of these Four main categories, um, which are autonomy, social ability, patience, um, and uh, perfectionism, is or something along the, along those lines. But um, in a nutshell, uh, Ashley is like the most extra person that. Uh, <laughs> that our consultant had ever seen <laughs> like you know there's a standard deviation and then like if you're one what
0: normal
1: is there, so there's a normal there's a normal or a median right and then there's like one standard deviation and so it's a bell, it's a bell curve um and so one standard deviation is very and then two standard deviations is extra uh, all four traits actually <laughs> <Ashley's laughs> At least two standard deviations away from the mean, um, which means that she is massively, massively extra, which is funny because they did mine. And I'm like very, I'm, you know, I'm, I have a strong personality is what I've been told. Um, And then true story. (laughs) but, But when you go from me to Ashley, there's an entire standard deviation more into these specific ranges right and so she is a you know ambitious very very socially out there person uh who has um very little patience um, and very little ability to think inside of a box and those are all
0: what box (laughs) squirrel
1: Squirrel. those are all extra so you know while she's thinking of all these things her mind is running around in circles a million miles a minute Um, you know, mind you, uh, you add to that that she's also a person that wears her heart on her sleeve and is uh, extremely guided by her emotional makeup, um, and that is Ashley in a nutshell. Ashley and you guys it.
0: know that because you hear me cry on a uh, weekly. Basis. What does Michael
1: say? Tears get the downloads. Tears
0: get the downloads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. So, uh, so full circle. We were trying to. We just heard a kid scream. Uh, <laughs> Uh, We were part of the process of wanting to to do this was Michael had asked you like six times in the last episode (laughs) uh, about this idea of marketing branding because you had brought up a few times that you're not a marketer. You're not a marketer. You're not a marketer, right? I can attest to that. We've been two and a half years. I think all said and done, we've spent less than $3,000 in two and a half years on Facebook marketing. You've never run an ad anywhere else. You know, You've had a couple of uh, events, but outside of that, you really haven't spent money on marketing and so you know you're like yeah you know I'm, I'm a really bad marketer i don't know how to i don't know how to do funnels i don't know how to run a facebook uh, I, I don't really we don't really run good facebook ads you just promote to you know the same audience over and over right so you're not running anything targeted you don't do anything that looks like real marketing to actually grow your your presence your footprint your brand and yet somehow you've had 60 new patients every month for two and a half years how'd you do it um, some months more but we'll, we'll just ballpark it at that number
0: yeah so it it all boils down to brand it really and um we're, we're yeah it when when brian tells me about when when i say brand it isn't just a logo it isn't the font that you choose, or the colors of your office, or how beautiful that is. When I say brand, it is everything. It is the way you answer the phone, the way you say hello to your patients, the way you offer them a beverage, the way you seat them, the way you dismiss them. Um, everything, everything that we've built is something that I would want to experience as a patient and i think for for smile and Co. like if people who haven't haven't heard about smile and Co. what if if you ask one of our patients about about us they will say that we're unlike any other dental practice they've ever been to and um and i think that is how we've grown like we don't we don't just have patience. And, and it's weird because I don't like to talk about this stuff, which is why Brian is
1: um, holding a phone to, your face a phone to my face
0: morning. at 635 in the morning because I don't want, I don't, I don't like to talk about myself. It's weird. Like I, as extroverted as I am, I don't like talking about myself. I don't like talking about our success because i don't want it to feel like we are bragging i don't i don't want it to feel like i'm boasting about what i've built um so um so every day brian's like you need to talk about it because people are are watching you and you could help people and i always say like well i don't i don't want anyone to think that i am i'm like cocky and and I don't, I don't want people to feel bad if they don't have the success that, that we've had. And um, because I will talk about the failures. I want you guys to know about the struggles and, and all the behind the scenes. But I, I always downplay the success. As well, because I I don't like, I don't like, I don't, and Brian's like, you need to stop thinking like that. You have, he's about to talk right now. Okay, I'll let, (laughs) and then I always say, I always say, if you want me to, if you want to, if you want me to talk about branding, like, I am not a good person to talk about that because I will shy away from telling our successes. Um, And I always say, like, I would rather have you talk about me because it's just awkward. I don't don't...
1: Yeah. Well, you have to talk about it at some point because I can't explain it the same way. I can give you my opinion on what I've seen for two and a half years. Um, But what she's saying is a hundred percent correct, right? She, you guys all know every single struggle, not every single, but a lot of the struggles that have gone down over the past two and a half years, especially early on. Um, you know, it was very, very struggle focused, um, You know, so much so to the point that we've had a lot of friends um that from building this amazing community, um and you know, there's just the the dental podcaster network, you know, people have reached out and been like, Hey, you know, how can we help? Because it sounds like things aren't going well. I'm like, Well, no, things are actually going just fine. But if you never talk about any of the successes, people don't have a an understanding of kind of where you are, right? I don't think I honestly don't think anybody can possibly take you as cocky. You've never once come off as somebody who floats your own boat. You're very self-deprecating. You are definitely somebody who uh, is all about talking about the struggles because the struggles are real, right? Being a business owner sucks, um, but sometimes you got to love that suck, right? I mean, you know, that's, I, you know, I I think that that is a part of it and understanding that those things are a part of being a small business owner, but you have been able to do something Within a field that most people dislike, creating a brand that people are passionate about. I mean, it, it is it is amazing, and I think that 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 people need to understand that like it's possible you can build a brand in dentistry that is local and you know for your sake national or international, but you know that people care about that people want to know more about and that people are drawn to because you know all of the people that listen. You know, most people doing a startup are going to spend five thousand dollars before they even open on marketing. You haven't spent that in two and a half years, and there's a and there's a reason, right? The reason is because you've been able to do branding. And you know, there's a reason why you know Nike can do an ad and there's just a swoosh on a billboard. You don't they don't have to have everything else, and people know it, and that's that's why I think it's important for you to talk about it because, I think that if people can understand how, to. To try to have a brand that matters in their community, to have a voice and a logo and whatever that is important for their small town, then they can figure out how to spend less money on marketing and still be more impactful and have that influence they want.
0: And my brand started with telling my story. And I. Um, I always shy away from telling my story because I'm sure you guys already know the story. And we, uh, one of our sons, is about ready to come into the bathroom, um, but I, I know well, I I think that we can. Um, I I think it's it's easy for me to forget about about the brand and not the brand, but about my story, because it was told so long ago, but when patients come in for the first time and they tell me, they, I had a patient basically give me a hug and um, they, they asked if they could hug me, which is crazy because it's the first time we met. They asked if they could hug me and then they thanked me for creating the office um and our brand is is authentic and i have cried on camera and i tell patients about what's happening in my daily life i talk about motherhood and i talk about my husband and all the things that are me so but that's just me if if you if you don't want to create a a practice that is based around you, then obviously don't talk about yourself. Um, But if, and, and don't, I don't know. Like my brand is, is a very casual brand. It, I I say that we look like a high end wine bar, but we feel like cheers. And um, I, I don't know. Like it's,
1: it's authenticity.
0: It's authenticity. It's what you see is what you get in my... When you are a patient in my chair, I will talk to you like I will talk to you on a Saturday night with a beer. Um, I had a patient who sent me an email um, a month ago basically saying that she is deathly afraid to come into the dentist. She hasn't been in in 26 years Um, and she was basically terrified I emailed her back and I said, um, I'm going to take great care of you. That's it. And she came in and we were laughing the entire time. She even, she even <laughs> said um, that going to another office is a boner killer. I, I really hope she puts that in a Google review. Like I really, I could not, I, we were shocked when boner killer, I've never even heard of that. Term, but we talk about boner killers in our office. You guys see our stories. We we make I I don't know I don't I don't have a box. Wait, that sounds dirty. <laughs> uh, and on
1: that, <laughs> on that, let's use that as the perfect way to yeah. say. we. I will. I promise you guys. I will make her actually properly talk about this. Um, but our kids are awake and they're going to start running in here and trying to get on uh, the podcast. They
0: will. They, will. <laughs>
1: they might be more interesting than us.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Av and Brady sounds like this. Yes, he, he has He's the like deepest voice Bar- in the family. Brady Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but um, yes, so we will, I promise, we, I will get her. I'm next to her. I have a phone. I'm going to put it in her face. We will talk about this idea of branding a little bit deeper. Um, and hopefully we'll have the time we will get Michael into this conversation so we can kind of all get into it. Um, but for now, uh, we're going to, I have a kid staring at me. So, uh, (laughs) Dr. Ashley, what does Michael say? Sign us out. Sign us out.
0: Thank you guys for listening to the making of thank you, Brian, for putting a phone in my face. Um, and forcing me to do this because um, someone has to focus me. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not. That's not my. Alright,
1: guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.